This episode. Hold the door. Too many cutscenes. My thoughts on the Flash finale. I'm Brian. And I'm Justin. This is the Spoiler Talk Podcast. Welcome back to the Spoiler Talk Podcast. Hey! Brian's back. Brian's back. No video, but I, I made a little hey. thing for him. It feels good to be back, guys. You guys have been really holding it down. Yeah. Trying to. <clears throat> so, uh, regularly scheduled program this time. Yes. And I, <laughs> I'm all caught up, so <laughs> we should have something to talk about. Yeah. Uh, none of us have seen X-Men Apocalypse yet, so we'll talk about that next week. I should have plenty of time to see it next week. So, there we go. But we have Game of Thrones to talk about. But, Brian, you have put some before things in... Before we get into Game of yes. Thrones, here at Spoiler Talk Podcast, we don't limit ourselves to, limit ourselves to movies. We talk about other things. And, <laughs> if you've been hiding under a rock lately, then you, you really missed it. A game called Overwatch came out. And I have been seeing nothing but positive reviews about this game. Everybody loves it. But my question is, you know, do you guys remember a game called Star Wars Battlefront? Yes. Yes. And do you remember how much hate that got for not having a story mode? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, Can I give you my explanation as to why it's it's so much that Overwatch mm-hmm. is so much better than ba- Battlefront? Shoot. Um, Overwatch is fun. <laughs> Enough said. Um, nice. There's nothing really to spoil with Overwatch, but I can tell you that it's fun. Uh, the Battlefront suffered from only like the maps were boring. I think the only map that I think most people liked was the Hoff map, the Walker Assault map, and the game mode Walker Assault. Just mm-hmm. those. I mean, it was really. It was that. That was it. That was the game. It was Walker Assault on Hoth, and that's what it was. Yeah. Um, there wasn't really any variety. There wasn't any customization, really. The the, uh, the 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 rebels just like changed your face and your hair, and then mm-hmm. the, the stormtroopers you took off your mask for some reason. That was. It just wasn't fun. It got very repetitive. Uh, the game is the Battlefront is beautiful. Battlefront sounds wonderful. Um, I think I still think my favorite thing about Battlefront is the sound design because I can remember going through that on the first time and just someone throwing one of those thermal detonators at you, and and then that sound wave comes around and, and goes back in. It's, it sounds amazing, but it gets very repetitive, very fast. There's not enough variety, and I think. With Overwatch, it, it there is it has all of that variety because so um, there's plenty of maps I, and I I I loved all of the maps um, mm-hmm. that I played in beta. I haven't got the official release copy yet. I just played the beta, but I thought the variety of the maps was great. I love I enjoyed all the maps and I enjoy playing all of the characters. And yeah. you get that variety by so like you have you have. Um, bunch of guys playing Bastion, and you have to learn how to counter that, so you have to switch your characters so you can be able to counter, and that's what the game's about, and I love it. It's great. It's super fun, and I recommend it to anyone who seems like they would be interested in it. 
Yeah, I can check out all this stuff for overall. I mean, the the maps are pretty much the same. Um, I've only played up to like level five, so I've played a couple matches. Um, but yeah, the the fun of it is that you the teams are constantly changing, trying to counter the other team. If you're playing, you know, with some decent people, if you're just doing and like a skirmish, you know, you doesn't correctly. last that long. But um, you know, there's that variety there. It's really quick. It's kind of like it's, you know. Nice shot of adrenaline. I mean, the matches that go really quickly, you're not out, uh, drawn out um, mm-hmm. into per- perpetuity or whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, I the the art is amazing. Um, I love what Blizzard does. They put their kind of Blizzard flair and everything. And uh, the game, I mean, the game launched with, I don't know how many, I think it was like nine, was it nine million uh, users logged on or whatever? But I mean, they had a great launch. Um, and I was going to say, I wrote in my thing, um, that uh, the queue times, even on the launch day and a couple days after, the the queue times were, were pretty short. I mean, they really uh, did are? well with with this. I mean, it wasn't like you weren't waiting for you know thirty okay, minutes yeah, or whatever. Let me clarify something real quick. Are you playing on console or PC? PC. Okay, keep going. So yeah, um, the only thing I am sad about is that I lost all my shit from the beta <laughs> that I <had> collected. <laughs> they reset everything, so uh, I have to get all that back. So, but other than that, you know, get to work for it again. Yeah, and then you uh, just like um, like I was saying with customization um, in Battlefront, the things that that they have for customization you didn't want to grind for. Uh, they were just <laughs> they were just boring little things like oh, now I've got a ponytail instead of um, instead of being bald. It was just it was stupid little things. But like with this, you have these awesome looking skins um, for the characters that you want to get. Yeah. Um, and if you don't buy, if you if you get like the forty dollar base game, you don't get any of those, but you still un- can unlock them throughout the game, mm-hmm. and I think that's great. Yeah, so, that and you you know different voice uh, clips or whatever, you get d- different sprays that are specific to your mm-hmm. your character. I mean, if you like want to deck out like one specific character, there's a lot of customization in there that's really fun, and um, I mean it's all like a lot of the stuff. None of it's um, gives you an advantage in the game. It's just something that like if you love a certain character. Or a bunch of characters, you can make them the way you want, and uh, just kind of have that personal flair to it. Yeah. So it's a game that fun that it, that it doesn't need a single player. Would you say? I mean, I'm sure Blizzard could do a good job on the single player, but I mean, I read there was an article saying is purely multiplayer games like is that genre dead? And you know, I don't know about that, but um, I think oh, what right, they have hey. now, what they have now, yeah. is really good. And if they wanted to add one later, I don't think anyone would, would balk at it, but. Um, Definitely, the multiplayer now is really top notch. And um, I mean, for for my purposes, I I don't play a lot of FPSs, but um, I love this game, so got me hooked. Yeah, I think it's cool that you say that because me personally, I love story mode in the games. I love getting backgrounds on characters. And the game I'm yeah. playing now is Uncharted Four, which is a fun game. And a major complaint that a lot of people have about that game is some of the in-game things that you do. People prefer that you put in the cutscene, but me personally, and I might be a little biased, you know, it makes you understand the character a little more. And an example I can give, well, let me turn the page. An example I can give is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I came ready today. I know. <laughs> but, but it was a, um, I think I forgot what chapter it was, but it was a chapter in Uncharted where you were basically living out. Nathan Drake was the main character, living out his life, and he's obviously bored with it. And he's uh-huh. scuba diving, and he's like, just you know, you're swimming around, you like trying to get this crate from on the ground. And yeah, it was pretty boring. But what people were saying was, why couldn't you just implement this in the cutscene? We don't need to live this boring life. 
And that makes me think, you know, should games just really focus more on the gameplay aspect and just not, like, do anything extra with it? You know, because look at Overwatch. People love that game. That game has a higher rate, the highest rated game, I want to say, this year, you know. And it's just multiplayer. And that makes me think, do you guys prefer story in the game or should it just focus solely on the gameplay? Okay, uh, Jared, you want to go or you want me to go? Yeah, I can go. Um, I think as a, for me, it's a balance. Um, if, I mean, there has to be some way of telling a story if that's the way you want your, if you want to tell a story. I mean, it's no longer like the NES days where you have like a brief screen that gives you, you know, quick text of like, here's why you're attacking these monsters and then yeah. go ahead and save the princess or whatever. I mean, now we're able to tell more complex stories and because of that, you can't always have a gameplay element to tell it. I mean, if it's like, like, one thing I wrote down was like Metal Gear Solid. I mean, that stuff is like a lot of political mm. intrigue, a lot of, um, you know, just behind the scenes espionage and stuff. There's yeah. gameplay elements that work really well between the cutscenes. And, uh, but I mean, a lot of the stuff you can't do gameplay wise. It has to be done through, I mean, granted in MGS2, they were dinged for putting too much in there and rightly so. But I think with like, uh, the most recent one, uh, they did really well balancing it, um, kind of giving you an open world to do what you want. And then mm-hmm. at key moments, they gave you a cutscene. Um, so I think there needs to be a balance. I don't mind cutscenes as long as it serves the story and um, doesn't take away from the overall gameplay. Um, uh, Jared, I think you kind of like mentioned the one that I was going to throw up. Um, one, yeah. it's one, it's one, it's one of the, it's one of the. Um, Metal Gear Solid games, and I couldn't remember which one it was, but I guess it was two, the second one. Two uh, and three. Um, I think uh, Guns of the Patriots 2, number four, was was pretty Well, Well, okay, so I bought one of them to try and get into that series, and I p- plugged that in, and um, my god, it took forever just to get into some gameplay that I just See? turned it I turned it off and I fucking hated it. It was it was it was the worst thing when I okay, so when me when I'm wanting to play a game, I wanna play a game. I don't want to sit and watch something. Um so these long cutscenes I I could care less for. That's bullshit. I wanna play a game. <laughs> uh, but um what console did you play it on? I think that was the Playstation two or uh it was probably MGS two then. Uh well no 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 it was a re-release it was a re-release on the PS PS3 so I don't it was like a pack of the Metal Gear Solid games oh okay so I don't know which one it was but it was just like whatever I'm not playing this this is dumb um uh but yeah. I think like with Overwatch you get the story uh like on the bios and stuff like you can read the bios on the website and you that's interesting that you say that mm-hmm. because a game I'm also playing right now and this makes me wanna. And it's kind of like, what you just said, you know, bump all this crap, I want the game right now. Yeah. It's get solid. It makes me, because I'm playing the game, you know, everybody knows what Doom is. So I'm playing that, the, the, the most recent version right now. Yeah, Doom. Yeah. And something that they do in that game, and um, I'm, I've seen this a lot, but I like how they implement it, is it throws you in the game, mm-hmm. and the story is optional. And what I mean by that is, just read little, those encrypted notes, and they just tell you, like, who these people are and what's going on. Yeah. And I, I like that a lot more, you know, than getting... I like cutscenes, but I like that a lot more than getting thrown in the cutscene and getting forced to watch something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Doom no. has, has never been about like a deep storytelling. It's always <laughs> just about destroying people and yeah. Stuff, yeah. And, you know. and and I watched I watched a bit of gameplay, and I think it starts you off with like waking up, and then someone yeah. saying about, they're about to like sacrifice you, and you just get this pistol, and you just start mowing down um 
themes like that. Yeah, but I, th- I think I haven't played it, but I thought uh, like it starts off with someone saying, "Oh, with your help, we can both get out of here," and then he just breaks the computer, and then you just keep going. Yeah. So it, like it 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 just like totally ignores like a story mode to the game, mm-hmm. and it's just like, nah, shit, I'm here to kill demons, and that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, going back to like Overwatch, Overwatch is a situation where actually I want more story, not necessarily a story mode, but some way that they can tell, because there's, you can tell by the cutscenes or the, the little shorts they put out, there's a huge backstory to all these yeah. characters into the world. Yeah. And every time I, you know, see, see reviews or like watch people watch it on YouTube or whatever, one of the things that keeps coming up is why aren't they making movies about this or when are they going to make it? I mean, it's, it's Pixar level. I mean, it's that quality of, of storytelling and uh, animation that they could do a full movie on. And I think it would it'd go gangbusters. But um, yeah, that's the kind of thing where they, they've hinted all this backstory and I'm like thirsty for more, but obviously the gameplay does not serve that. It's mainly just kind no. of, you're, you're in, a, in a moment, there is some sort of backstory, but you really don't get that when you join a map or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, so, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. The, the gameplay in Overwatch doesn't really fit with the story, though, because, uh, you know... Um, you know, in you be cut- whoever you want. Huh? You be a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah, and and then they're all and they're all working together, and it doesn't really make sense. You know, showing in the cutscenes, you have Tracer and Widowmaker going against each other, and then uh, Winston and Reaper going against each other. But on in in the game, you can both be working together, and right. it doesn't really make sense. But yeah, it's it's a cognitive dissonance I can live with. <clears throat> yeah. Mm, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so no, more gameplay than cutscenes. That's what I'm, you want. I'm I'm curious now to find out what MGS that was that you played. Uh, I, I don't remember. Um, do you okay, what was the what was the opening? Do you remember what the opening cutscene was or like nope. what was happening? Nope. Okay, so I got a question for you. <laughs> I game. sat I sat there for so long then I just turned it off. Were you on a bridge jumping onto a boat? <laughs> I don't remember. Or it's were you so in long. the jungle? I think it was the jungle. Metal Gear Solid Three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think it was, I think, off in the jungle. I think it was the jungle. Yeah. One more thing about story and games. Mm-hmm. Okay, you played the Arkham series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how when you just do something, like do like something like pivotal to the story, then Batman talks into that little um thing, a headphone is there, and it's like you can't do nothing else but just walk around and do that. Do you guys like that in games? I thought I think that's fine because it's just a quick little thing. It's it's never really like it's just like a quick recap of like. What's going on? It's it's not like you're standing there for ten minutes as Batman talks into his intercom thing. It's yeah. just it's just like a couple second thing where he's just like, okay, I'm going to get whatever, whatever, and that's yeah. it. Metal Gear Solid Five does something really well with with plot and you know all that kind of backstory, and I think they did it specifically to get rid of a lot of the cutscenes where you have a uh, a cassette player and throughout the game they give you say, oh, you have some more like briefing tapes or whatever. And when you play them, you can actually exit out of the player as it's playing. And while you're doing your missions and stuff, it'll play in the background. If you want to hear about all the stuff that's happening with people you've captured or stuff that's happening with the plot. And so it'll play in the background while you're doing your stuff. So you don't have to stop and watch, you know, Ocelot blab on for hours about stuff. He can do it while you're playing. And so it's all kind of integrated and overlapped. So I thought that was done really well. Oh, wow. Play Metal Gear Solid Five for seventy hours. I never knew you could do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people just either don't know it's there or they don't. But I mean, you can. That's why it's so cool. Is you can skip it if you don't care about it. You can just yeah. you know go shoot people or whatever. 
It's pretty interesting. I like I like you guys' um outlook on the game. So Jared, you're basically you you want the story to match what you're playing, right? What you're saying. Yeah, and I actually I don't mind uh, this. Like I maybe deviate a little bit from Justin is I don't mind cutscenes if they're done well. Yeah. If it's like bullcrap, you know, cutscenes because they have sucky game. I mean, I want good gameplay, but um, I can suffer through a good plot line um, if if they do it right. Scott, you just want the game right now, huh? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> another thing with that is like uh, QTE, QTEs. Quick time uh, events that I love those. I hate those. I think it's <sighs> bullshit. I think wow. you might as well make it a cutscene because that's all it is. Um, it keeps you engaged, you know? No, Thank it's God. just, okay, it's like press button, button, button. You don't like that? No, I hate that. Is that uh, God of War that uh, made that yeah, egregious? They do the, yeah, they, yeah. Is it crazy in that one? Yeah, no, I hate that. That's another thing I hate. I mean, I guess it's kind of I mean, a way to make mer- that a... try to merge gameplay and cutscenes. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, sometimes the the QTEs are so simple. There's not even a point. I mean, if there's like some skill to it, maybe like I know in Tomb Raider, you know, there there's some things that you know you have to be really obviously really quick about it. Hence the Q and QTE. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, some of them are just like you know you have five seconds to hit one button. Um, but yeah, I, I can see how it can be done, overly done, where you just, you're not really playing, you're just, you know, following a pattern. Any more questions, well, all right. Brian? I want to see from oh, you guys, cause okay. that makes me, that, that lets me know that Scott, you will not like Uncharted, and Jared, you might like it. He <laughs> <laughs> gives me to the realization of that. But, teacher's on, you know. I love, I love cutscenes, and I love, because I feel like I'm in the movie, you know. Right. It, it yeah, just that's, feels that's so big. cool, you know. Like, don't get me wrong. I know video games they're made for gameplay. That's what their main core is. If the, if, if the gameplay isn't good, why you play the game in the first place? But I think cutscenes are just like the extra layer of, oh, okay, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm shooting these people. This is why I got to save this person, you know. Right, and that's a draw. I mean, the big draw about video games is that it puts you instead of a movie, it puts you in the uh, in the in control of the character, so you're yeah. a part of the story. So I think it, there's a balance. If you have too many cutscenes, it becomes more like a movie rather than an actual video game. So yeah, I, that's a good balance. And so by next week, I think you all should be on Overwatch, um, <laughs> playing with me and poning noobs. I guess. Yeah. No, I I want to play it as soon as I get some money Same here. <laughs> that I can spend. <laughs> Rob a bank. Nah. Yeah. We do not endorse crime on the spoiler talk podcast. <clears throat> Yeah, Overwatch is a very, it's a very, like, I, I watch the reactions to it, and it's just so interesting. Yeah, people love it so much. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I, it's just, I don't know. I I really haven't been this excited for a game in a while. Look, look at you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I don't know. They did the, they did the launch very well. I, mm-hmm. I was reading a, a commentary on, like, how they did this one compared to, like, Heroes of the Storm. Like Heroes of the Storm, they let everyone in in the beta. Yeah. Um. So and so by the time they had a launch, everyone had already experienced it. So it was it was kind of like a flash in the pan, or even not even that. But Overwatch, they had a select beta group that get, went in. So the majority of people who are now coming in is their first time seeing it in mm-hmm. person. So the the bang was a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Um. They're like, oh, we got to see this new game, rather than like, oh, that's they finally launched the game that we've been playing for the last year or so. Yeah. Um, so. Yep. Alrighty, I think we can move on to our next thing. Yeah, we've held the door long enough. We've held the door.
Man. Oh, okay. That segue. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down. It's been holding on to it. Yeah. Like that All door. Right. <laughs> now it's time for the emotional part of the podcast. Game of Thrones. And okay, so yeah, okay, Hodor dies and no, we, no, we we learn no. the origin of Hodor and uh, how he gets it. Uh pretty good way to go. I mean, yeah. I mean, I kind of, I guess. Um but I mean, do you all, you want to get through the other stuff first cuz I think yeah. Hodor is yeah. not going to be the big part. Yeah. So no. um so Daenerys and Mormont of uh, Mormont um they had their meeting Mm-hmm. And then they're parting at the same scene. Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting. That, I mean, you can see Daenerys's pride. You know, she has this thing where, like, once she makes a decision, she like doesn't go back on it. Mm-hmm. And with Mormont, I mean, he's he's been like pining after her since the beginning of this entire series. Um, and finally, when she sees that he's got the the stone skin or whatever, grayscale, the grayscale that um, she's finally like starting to soften up. But she, <laughs> he was like, "No, I can't be around you." And then, like, she gives him his last mission, like, go find a cure. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, it's that easy. Like, no one has ever tried to do that. Uh, so, we'll, I'm sure we'll see him again. But um, yeah. it's just kind of funny that they're... I mean, it was powerful because they had mm-hmm. that that moment. But it was kind of, you know, go, go heal yourself, please, and then come back. Yeah. Yeah, no, I liked that. So, um... Uh, Brian, what did you, uh, we didn't, I didn't get your thing on the last episode, but I guess we can, we don't have to jump on it if you don't want to, but, um, what did you think of, uh, the whole, like, Daenerys, her getting, uh, this Dothraki army? And, I uh, thought that was really cool. I didn't see it coming that way, cause I thought, like, like Scott said, Dragon's gonna come out, what's his name, Drogon or whatever, gonna come down and just, like, wreck shop. Yeah. But, she stood her own, you know, I, I didn't see that happening. And we got a new scene out of it, not saying I was looking for her, but. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it for the plot, man. Yeah, yeah hey, that was the plot, right? <laughs> I mean, it was but done. A, it was done tastefully. She yeah. has a she has a whole army, another army. Now it's like Westeros, beware! You know, when Daenerys mm-hmm. comes, she's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Justin, you you originally said that you thought that the dragons would come, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, this was a nice surprise. She kind of she she didn't really need the dragons. She kind of just nope. you know brought the brought the herd all on her own. Um, but uh, it, this episode you got some some nice nude scenes. <laughs> We're just like right in your face. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's too nice, but we got it. <laughs> um, so let's start at the beginning of the episode with like up at Castle Black. Um, we get the interaction between uh, Sansa and Baelish, and I really liked that. I just I really liked seeing Baelish kind of be put in his place by Sansa. Um. Yeah, talk about un- uncomfortable yeah. conversation. I mean, I-, I know they wrote it like that. And I- mm-hmm. I'm glad they did it that way because typically in in these kind of show, I mean, in, in the- when it comes to this type of event, like um, you know, sexual abuse and sexual assault and stuff like that, and, and rape, that it's usually it's it's addressed, mm-hmm. but like the pin has never been put in the subject, like address this. And so, like w- the way Sansa did it. It was like, um, you know, tell me what you think they did to me. And he, she's like, I, I don't, can't even imagine. He's like, no, I want you to tell me what you think they did to me. And so, like, it was this long, uncomfortable, yeah. drawn-out conversation, which needed to happen because Littlefinger is kind of an asshole. Yes. He's a lot <laughs> bigger than that. And so he knew what who Ramsey was, mm-hmm. uh, even if he didn't come out right and say it. 
And so the power was in Sansa's side where she could literally have him cut down right there. But uh, she's also kind of playing the game now. I mean, mm-hmm. she knows that Littlefinger is better as an ally than an enemy, even if it's kept at a distance. Because right. um, we see later that she kind of she lies to her brother about where she got information. So she's kind of playing the game too and kind of taking back a lot of that power that was taken away from her in the first couple seasons. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we finally hear what happened to uh, uh, Blackfish... Um, that he's been building up an army. No. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, bring the bring the Northerners together and bring back. What, what was um Tully? Was it? He, yeah. He's a Tully, right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. uh He's Cat's brother. Yeah, I'm glad they're starting to maybe bring those back in and um, see what happens with with John and he, Sansa. He, he was the only one to get up and leave the party. And oh then, yeah. Had to go to the restroom. Yeah, he had to go. Best bathroom gotta... break ever. <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't Blackfish who got married to uh, what's her face at the no, at the it red. Was, it was the other guy, the other little brother. Okay, yeah. Blackfish was the one that said he had to get up and go, and then, but it was it was like right before they closed the doors. Real uh, convenient. Yeah. Very convenient. Yeah, but I mean, I think Sansa and John are gonna make a really good team. Uh, now that Sansa's not playing kind of the damsel in distress role. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Yeah, me too. Um, what happened next after that scene? Uh, King's Moat. Well, no. King's Moat. Well, the thing in Bravos happened first, I right. think. Oh, true. With, with the, um, what, oh. The doodle? Uh, yeah, the the yes. heads-up doodle? Yeah, the, uh, well, Arya watching the play and everything. And just, oh man, that made me so mad. Like, he did? Yeah, the play? Yeah, the play made me. I thought it was cool. No, I thought it was cool, but then they, like, brought in, like, dumb Ned. Yeah, he was like a (laughs) douche, dude. And then I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you're doing this to Ned, man. And then watching her watch that, it was just really sad. And really makes me think that she's never, like, not gonna be Arya. Like, this whole thing about, like, forgetting her past and all that, I really don't think she's going to do. Um, right. I think she's forever going to be Arya. Um, I mean, that was clearly a test for her to yeah. go to that and to see if she could really let it go. And um, so it may be a case where, you know, if she, you know once they, she gets to the end of her training and... We lost your video, Jared. Oh, no, I saw that. Um, she gets to the end of it. Um, she just kind of says, no, thank you. I got stuff I got to do. Thanks for the training and everything. Um, thanks for making me a master assassin. Yeah. So we'll see. What's, I mean, what's that? Um, what's the um that guy name who was like over all that? Uh, what's his name? Jack Jaquin Jaquin. Yeah. Ja- Jaquin. He's, re- he's really committed to it. I mean, it was it was <laughs> it was funny to me, but it wasn't made for to be a joke. When he was telling he was, he was telling her about history of it, and Arnold mm-hmm. was like, "Who was the first person like there for that becoming the face guy?" He was no one. I'm like, God, <laughs> <laughs> this dude is committed to his job, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, what what did she expect to hear? Like, <laughs> I thought he was going to say something. I, I was expecting to hear something like he was no one. I was like, oh man, this. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting. They got the backstory of how Bravos was built mm-hmm. um, and kind of all that. Um, it was really kind of telling. 
Um, but kind of the whole, the whole theme, uh, kind of in, in that area, just about, you know, slaves. And I mean, the, this whole episode actually has a lot about this dichotomy between the lower class and upper class and kind of their, their dichotomy. And, um, you know, you have this with Bravos where, you know, you have this city that was built by them, uh, but then it's kind of taken over again by, you know, the, the rich and the powerful. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Hodor, we're going to see that again, where you have this stable boy whose, you know, his life was essentially destroyed um, by the meddling of, you know, the upper class. Slow down, slow down, slow down, we'll get there, slow down, <laughs> slow down, we'll get Sorry. There. All right, what happened after the Bravo scene? King's moot. The Iron Islands. Yes. Or the Iron the Isles. Place. Yeah. It's kind of short, but I mean, I guess it wasn't. It wasn't a. I mean, a huge thing. I mean, I guess it was. It was kind of a huge thing in the book, actually. But um, it was. They were done it really quickly. Um, I'm glad they went with the way the books uh, did it, uh, where um, Yara did not get it, and uh, what's his face did. God, what is his name again? I I need to write these names down. <laughs> You're uh, on. What's his face's brother? You're on. You're on. You're on. I'm looking at the names, by the way. Okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, you shouldn't have said it. Like, oh, shouldn't that? Yeah, yeah, Justin got it, man. No, I'm looking at the names. Well, I mean, it kind of sucks for Theon because, you know, he's trying to prop up his sister. He lays down his birthright. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been severely uh, emasculated by um, Ramsay. Yeah, you're wrong. Make that clear in the arguments. Yeah, and yeah. so he, he won by purely by um, his just his presence and his... Um, able to kind of sell himself and um i tell you what uh baptism with the drown god sucks <laughs> i mean yeah. it's the worst thing ever no they're gonna drown you and well, if you may never die Come yeah. On. yeah i mean if well, you see yes. I, in, in the i i don't think i i, I just i know you haven't read the books right no. have you read the books Mm-mm. okay well in, in the in the books the, the the reasoning for like why they they drown like the baptism the way they do it so like when you're drowned in the baptism, if you come back, then the drowned god found you worthy enough to come back. But if you drowned um, and die, then you know you just weren't meant to be. Yeah, so you weren't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like that's what that's how they that's how you become like a part. Like that your initiation into it and everything. And so, um, yeah, it really sucks. Like you have to know that going in. <laughs> Yo, it's just a regular baptism, right? Yeah. Um, we're yeah, gonna totally. hold you under just a, a little extra longer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No. Yeah. So, th- so they don't get it. He gets it. Then, then they just kind of like disappear. They go yeah, off they and take, take... All the ships and all that. Yeah. And then he wants everyone to build uh, a new army or a new uh, fleet. But I don't remember seeing any trees on those islands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Go back to your homes and build a thousand ships." Like. Yeah, that's going to take uh, a little while. How are you going to do that? <laughs> you build a thousand ships. Yeah, be, I, I'm, I'm excited. I like. I want to see more sea battles and stuff. I think we've been deprived yeah. of that for, for the entire series so far. Yeah, I mean, the closest we get is that uh, the... When they're com- when uh, Oh, man, Stannis is coming in. The to King's Blackwater Landing. or whatever. Yeah, the Blackwater. That's the closest yeah, to a sea battle that we get, I think. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The wildfire. Yeah. And then we go to Marine, where we have a quick scene with uh oh, what are their names? Man, 
I've got them right in front of me. Tyrion, Tyrion. and Varys. Tyrion, Varys, and this new Red Witch. Uh, which I liked this scene because this is the first time we've seen Varys just kind of like shaken. Right. Um, where he didn't yeah. really know what to say. Yeah, um, it's it's funny that we kind of they're hiring the uh, the red god, the red priestess as like their PR firm. Yeah, and uh, just kind of spreading it. I mean, this is mirroring everything that's happening in King's Landing, where they're trying to use this religious uh, zealous element to kind of control the people, and mm-hmm. so far it has not worked in King's Landing. It's backfired on them greatly. Yeah, and so well, hopefully we're gonna see if Tyrion can control this. Because he even talked about it's like you know that has you know they work together, mm-hmm. um, but you know judging by how it's been done in the past, I don't think he's going to be able to control it. And uh, when Daenerys comes back, um, I keep saying that every episode when she comes back, it's going to be hell to pay. What happened? Here. How she eventually how she sees how he's been running the place. Eventually, she'll come back. Yeah, she got. I mean, she got to get those Dothraki across the water somehow. Yeah. Do we know what was said? Is that something that was in the books? With what? Uh, what was said to Varys? Because she says that um, something, a voice came from the fire or uh, something like that. I, don't, I can't remember if that was in the book. I, I don't think so. I don't think the Red, Red Priestess thing was in the books okay. yet. Um, I'm interested in that. I want to know what happened there. Yeah, but I mean, just um, going, in, also going back to the King's Moot just a little bit. So mm-hmm. Euron. Um, like in, in the show, he's building the ships. He wants to go get, um, he wants to get Daenerys and bring her over and wants to be a part of that kind of, um, that, uh, big attack on King's Landing and everything and taking yeah. over the, the kingdom. Um, in the books, um, he wants the dragons himself mm-hmm. and he has this horn. I think it's like a, just dragon horn or whatever that is supposed to be able to control the dragons. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, at the king's moot, one of his men blows it uh, to oh, kind of wow. get everyone's attention. And it's like this, like low, like really, um, uh, just very ab- abusive sound. Mm-hmm. And later on, if you, it says in the narrative that the guy who blew it, he like he just collapsed and died mm-hmm. because his lungs were like charred out from the inside. So essentially, like, when you if you're not worthy to blow this horn, like it essentially just consumes you with fire from the inside. Mm-hmm. And so I guess he's either wanting, he thinks he's worthy enough to blow it or mm-hmm. um, he's going to get somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's kind of a death sentence to, <laughs> to blow this horn. If you're not like yeah. worthy of it, just like, Hey, can you blow this horn for me real quick? Just, yeah. uh... <laughs> uh, so I, I, they have not brought that up. So I don't know if they're going to bring it into the story. It's kind of a weird back thing. That's kind of on a, on a side in the mm-hmm. book. So yeah, that would be cool. Um, That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. It'd be a real good twist, you know? Yeah. yeah. So um, at least I mean, she may have ships to get over the water now that her original fleet was burned by the assholes and marine. Yeah. <clears throat> Any more thoughts there? Are we nope. moving on to the cave? Yay. Yeah, so uh, we got uh, Bran starting trouble again. Uh. Yeah, yeah, a lot of trouble. Um, there's some some theories that he may have caused trouble for the entire kingdom um, with with his actions. Um, yeah, some people are saying that um, you know because the the White Walkers can't get past the wall, mm-hmm. and with him kind of being branded, it allowed <laughs> I like that fun. it allowed them to go into uh, their cave or whatever. But some people are saying maybe that that power is linked to the power of the wall itself. Um, 
and that by him being branded that he will that they're able now to maybe freely pass yeah, over the pass wall through just like they were yeah. able to come into the cave yeah hey i got a question kind of skipping forward a little bit mm-hmm. when the night king was assaulting that cave that thing he did when he touched the ground what what, what was that that he did was he uh, breaking the like the spell on that cave or something to go in what you know what when did he, he first do? got to the cave and he just put his hand on the ground and that thing started traveling on the ground and something in the cave kind of fell down oh i don't remember yeah, I don't know I, if that I, was I'd, I'd specific like, spell or he was just like was trying just a regular attack or whatever. Um, that's interesting because I think he, the 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 spell was broken when Bron was branded, um, so that right. he that he could pass in. So <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if that was specifically to get inside. Um, maybe yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean his Bron's kind of impatience. Because um, mm-hmm. the whole whole thing is Bronn being trained to be the next three eyed raven or whatever, right? Um, and so when we get to uh, them passing through, this is like key because it's key to kind of what happens to Hodor is that um, the three eyed raven is trying to quickly like pump as much information into him as possible, right? Uh, to get him to be where he needs to be, like as far as like. And I think that's going to have consequences down the road because he's not—he has not been really trained uh, enough. And um, so, yeah, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it because um, I have some more th- stuff I want to talk about. One more thing before we get to that. In, I don't know if this is explained in the books, but in the book, Jared, you read the books, right? Yes. Did do did they explain how exactly? I mean, they showed it in the show, but did they explain how exactly you know White Walkers were made? No, that is yeah. The, yeah a lot of I the think stuff in, a lot, in the a lot end of, was yeah, was uh, was new. Um, they really haven't touched much on White Walkers in the books. I mean, there's a couple scenes with them in it, but nothing. You know that they can be killed by dragon glass. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there's no backstory. Like the children of the forest and stuff. Like all that yeah. stuff is, is is brand new stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me why they just rebelled. No, the children of the forest, but okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, no. that was an awesome scene. Seeing how they were made. Yeah, and I, I, I follow a couple uh, a couple pe- people I follow on Twitter were just like, whoa, what? We just get the origin of the White Walkers just kind of sprinkled in the middle of the episode. No big deal kind of a thing. Because it's just there. It's just like, yep, here's something you should know. Uh, the yeah. children of the forest created the White Walkers. Yeah, White I mean, Walkers kinda... can't speak, can they? Can't they? Um, speak? I don't think so. We've never seen have... one speak. You have seen them, or you, you no? Have? I don't think we have seen them speak. No, yeah. Um, I mean, the, you, it also explains a lot about like their absolute hatred uh, toward you know the children of the forest and yeah. why they want to get. In. I mean, you can see like they were essentially cursed to to walk the earth, like, you know, forever. Right. Uh, but I mean, it was. I want to know more about like because uh, they were the children of the forest made them to fight off the men who were destroying mm-hmm. the forest. Yeah. Um, but then, like, there was a, a point when they turned and they couldn't control them anymore. Yeah. So, um, or maybe they could never control them. It was just kind of like a, let's make this really it's, awful thing and just let yeah. them go and, mm-hmm. you know, walk away. Cause that, uh, that always works out great. Yeah. <laughs> Classic <laughs> sci-fi story, you know, when robots would bail on the masters. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, sad to see Three-Eyed Raven go mm-hmm. and the Children of the Forest go. They, uh, they had a good, I want to know what those are some pretty awesome, like, fire bombs they were throwing. Yeah. Well, they used them last season, too. Or no, oh, the really? season, the season before. When, oh, uh, yeah. 
uh, yeah, because we don't right, see right. Bran at all last season. But when they were going into the cave, she was she was throwing them at the little skeletons. Yeah. So, at what point did y'all connect the phrase "hold the door" with Hodor? Uh, when she was running away, saying it, and he was holding the door, like, and <laughs> <laughs> called it that fast. Golly. I well, didn't get until like the kids started having convulsions. It was like saying well, it over and over again. I was like, "Oh, no!" Okay. Like when he, like when he fainted and when fell out and stuff. I was just like, "Oh no!" Oh my god! Yeah, this is it. Like this is this is how he goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't just like that. Oh, that's where the name comes from. It's like he's gonna die. Yeah, like this is um, it. Like there's no way he's coming back from this. Yeah, unless so, he's a zombie. Um, you probably already know this already, but so this. The origin of the name Hodor, this actually came from George R. R. Martin. Um, they sat down, the writers of the show sat down with him and he was like, uh, you know, drop this bombshell on him that this is how he, that this is how he gets his name. Cause like they were coming up to that point. So this is going to be in line with the books when he writes it. So there's nothing that was like they made up, uh, which is pretty cool because you can see that he's had this kind of in his head since the beginning, um, with this, this, this great sacrifice he was going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, the way they, they shot it was just super powerful. I mean, I, out of all the deaths in this show, I think this one hit me the most. Yeah, I mean, we've me seen too. a pregnant woman being stabbed at her wedding, which was really awful. Yeah. You know, we've seen just about everybody of different statuses die, but for some reason, Hodor's death was just like, it like really hit me super hard. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just because for me, at least it was like his, his genuine innocence, like of all the people in, in, in this show, he was like maybe the one truly good one. Yeah, no, he um, and he had no plans or yeah, he had no motives or anything. He just helped. He just he wanted to help Bran. You know that the kid he's been helping out for the longest time is the one who caused his death. Die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, wow. right. And so he was kind of stuck in this either like this lifelong servant uh, servanthood to Bran. But here's what I want to ask: Is do you all think? So, so essentially, the the way it happens is, so Bronn is being dragged out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already he's linked with the three eyed Raven. He's in his trance. Yeah. Um, she tells him to control Hodor, uh, no, Hodor to get him off his feet. Yeah. Um, and so he wargs while he's in this vision. He wargs into Hodor to get him to start moving. So he's kind of split. Yeah. The three eyed Raven is downloading all this stuff into his brain. So he's like overloading himself. Mm-hmm. And so when he's in his vision, he sees. Hodor as a, as a child. What is his name? Um, Willis. Willis. Yes. Um, yeah, and so Willis. he has that, he already has that connection with him. And because he's being overloaded, it like it makes a, because he can do stuff in the past, he's making this causal loop with him. It yes. just kind of overloads his brain at this one moment where he dies. Mm-hmm. And so that phrase is kind of traveled back in time and stuck in his head. Yeah. Um, so my question is, do you all think that Hodor grew up knowing knowing that this moment would happen or do you think his brain was just kind of no shot the entire time yeah no i, th- no, I don't think yeah. he knew he was going to die that way um i think that phrase got sent to him and it was just the connecting of the past and the future that kind of just like fucked up his mind and right. that that was the only thing that was coming through was hold the door hold the door and yeah, that's what I think. I don't think he really saw anything from the future or anything like that. So I don't think he knew but that it, this was coming. It's safe to say that he did saw he did saw Bran, didn't he? Because he looked directly at him before he stroked out. Yeah, he saw him in the past. Um, 
and that's kind of where his where that link came from. Yeah, because um, he was he had kind of connected. It's kind of like crossing the streams. He kind of was connecting uh, future Hodor to past Hodor. Yeah, um, in this time of like stress and grief. Um, so they didn't show Hodor dying, quote unquote. But I was did. watching the featurette, and they confirmed that he actually did die. Yeah. But I'm glad they didn't give him like a gory, like over the top death. Yeah, no, it's you just, just see. Like, you just see like a cut on his face, him, but I mean, you know, he's, he got torn apart. But right. like, we don't need to see that for him. Like, right. have a little like, dignity and and yeah. someone's death in this show because because it, it's it's a very it's a very sad moment that hits yeah. you hard, and then it's just like being watching him being torn apart and be all gory would just I don't know I think that'd take away from it. Yeah, I agree. Um, but here's my question. Another question is okay, so. Uh, Bron and, and what's her face are are drag are running away. Brand, so, yeah, Brand and um, So Hodor, I mean, just play this out. So Hodor dies. Yeah. The massive amount of walkers behind him mm-hmm. smashes to the door. How long do you think it's going to take them to catch up with this group, the, the two guys running away? Um, I don't know. If they're going to hide somewhere, but um, yeah. Just I mean, like, it, I mean, it won't yeah. be long. Because, I mean, I thought it was dumb. The only thing I thought was kind of dumb right before that was the, uh, the, the girl. The sacrificing ju- herself? Sacrificing yeah. herself. Yeah, kind of like an alien, in aliens when, uh, it, I mean, it was basically the same thing. And I just thought that was, I thought that was dumb. Cause it's like, she didn't save any time. You might as well just throw in the grenade. You would still s- survived. Yeah, um, that was kind of weird. Like, I, you thought that, oh, maybe that would kind of like cave in or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it didn't. Yeah, she could have just thrown that thing and would have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, different, like, with the, the wolf summer. Um, because, uh, I mean, it's yeah. a dog and then, you know, she reacts and she's protecting Bran. And I see that, how, she, you know, the dog reacts to that and she dies like that. But, um, that was also really quick. But, I mean, they've been killing off all of the, the it was another part too. Summer that died, winter is coming. Come on. Yeah, summer's dead. Summer's yeah. over. We're uh, running out of of uh, dire wolves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I was. I, I like after that. Like when I, something like that hits me, it's usually like I go immediately on the internet and just try and find as much information about it as possible. Because like it, you know, so I, I just stopped watching the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I had her. I filled her in up to that point, and then I um, had her watch the scene, and she was like, she's pretty broken about it too." So. Yeah. What's that noise? What's all that noise? Oh, I had to go do something real quick. No. Oh. So uh, yeah. Uh, but one rip, thing I want to touch on yeah. real quick. Mm-hmm. You said in the, I know the book says a lot more detail about this, and you probably don't know the answer to this, Jared. But how much? magic does the Night King have, you know? Because the fact that when he saw Bran and he looked directly at him, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, can he intercept magic between so, the children of the four? Okay, go. Yeah, go. I, I, I think I, I understand what you're trying to say. Um, yeah. So, in the books, um, this is where the the show has deviated a lot. I mean, they've shown more White Walkers in the show than they have in the books. Mm. So, you know that, that scene when uh, John and them were trying to get all the... Um, yeah, and he the, rose them the, all back up, yeah. But yeah, the wild pretty, things. That, that, whole, cool that whole scene plays out very differently in the books. Like, it's it's done through, like, uh, uh, missives and notes from uh, crows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it, it says, like, oh, this... the. The Night's Watch are going to pick them up, 
Um, but in the book, when they get there, everyone is slaughtered. Like there's no one left alive, and there, there's no there's no mention of them being raised from the dead. But it's kind of assumed that they would be. Mm-hmm. So in the show, they really play that out with John being there, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so yeah, all that stuff. And I think in the books, they they were able to get some alive uh, that had kind of hidden out, but then they were attacked by slaver ships, and so like it plays out so differently in the books. Um, so yeah, uh, but as far as like magic and stuff, it, it's in the books. It's just kind of picking up because the magic is tied to dragons existing. Mm-hmm. So as like the dragons are born and they grow up, magic in the world starts to starts to grow. Yep. And um, this is where you, in this episode in this season you've seen uh, Game of Thrones kind of move into high fantasy, like mm-hmm. all like you know, w- uh, wizards and witches and stuff like that, and yeah. time um, travel too. <laughs> yeah, and time travel. So they've really kind of gone away from like the medieval. Low mm-hmm. fantasy and into high fantasy now. Yeah, which I'm digging. Yeah. And I know some people were kind of upset by the time travel thing. Like, oh, we got time travel in here too now. But <laughs> nah, man, more the merrier. Yeah, I, I don't mind high fantasy, and uh, it, it, it works for me. So, yeah, no, it works yeah. for me too. All right, any more thoughts yeah. on the Game of Thrones? Last thing. Yeah. Not to be like on the Night's Kings like banner, but I really think he's a pretty cool character like, no yeah he's, he's God, really he's cool so badass when you walk past it but when they said that thing on fire i'm like he just walked past it and right when i was saying it he walked past walk- it with a smirk on his face i was like oh i want to know more about him you know yeah yeah he's pretty, pretty sure he's not going to sit there and talk to you like let me tell you why i rebelled against the children of the forest i'm like what no i want to yeah. know so much more about him yeah i mean we'll probably see more about him yeah um, yeah, I think that's it. This was, mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, yeah, I think probably my favorite one so far. Yeah, I think so too. This, that whole like last little thing, starting with the cave and stuff was really great. I loved all that. And uh, I think I said it in the pre-show, but, um, nothing like, nothing in Game of Thrones has hit me like Hodor's death. Um, right. and it just, it was just like, flow my tears because that that like that was bad it, it yeah i mean and yeah and for me it was you know hodor like as an adult dying mm-hmm. was really hard hitting but it the thing that mainly hit me was watching i don't know who the, who the actor was who played the young hodor yeah that was his, so his, sad yeah that was what broke my heart because he's like this innocent kid you know doesn't know what's happening and like his it, at that moment like everything just changes for him yeah, yeah. um and like it's just kind of like that loss of innocence Whereas in most of the part, when, when adults in, in the show die, they are capable, you know, they, they have some control of their own destiny. Mm-hmm. And many times they kind of deserve it because they're all kind of pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, and so, but this one was like this pure innocence. This boy who, who was just trying to live his life as a stable boy, just like mm-hmm. completely rocked. Um, so yeah, that was, adult Holdor was sad, but I think that the child Hodor was, was the most sad for me. Yeah. That was, it was bad. It was bad. Let's move on, please. Yeah. <laughs> but cry thinking about it, man. Who's, who's cutting onions in here? <laughs> um, so really quickly, I wanted to kind of give my thoughts on the Flash finale. Um, so this season has kind of been hit and miss for me. Um, it's still been good. I still really like the Flash, but there's been a, like a lot of um, episodes that just hadn't done it for me. And kind of the finale... Up until the very end, it was kind of the same, where it was just like, yeah, alright, we got Zoom, um, but he's not, we, his kind of motivations are really weird, and, um, I'm not really 
connecting with him, um, the villain, and his, like, he wants to, his motives are basically, like, Crisis on Infinite Earths. He wants to collide all of the universes together, destroy everything. Um, but, of course, Barry stops him from doing that. Um, and it, it was all kind of like, okay, they, they, somehow Zoom has been kicking their ass all season, and in this very last episode, they're able to work together to beat him somehow. Um, but, uh, which I thought was fine, whatever. The real good stuff comes in the very, like, last minute of the episode where, um, uh, Barry is, everything's alright, um, they've won, but, you know, Barry's lost his dad in the episode before Barry, uh, Zoom kills Barry's father, so he's just very emotional right now, and so Barry goes back in time and saves his mother, and then that's how the season ends. Uh, so, sets up Flashpoint, yo! Uh, (laughs) Um... And the whole time I was just like, what the fuck? Like, they're doing it. Like, like, Barry, what have you done? You don't know what you've done. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it uh, makes me kind of want to watch the show now. Yeah, no, I say definitely watch it. It's definitely worth watching. Um, and I, the season was kind of, it wasn't as good as season one, but there were some really good parts with it. Zoom just wasn't that great of a villain to me. Um, not as great as the Reverse Flash. I really liked the Reverse Flash a lot more than Zoom. Um, I mean, Zoom looks cool and he sounds cool, but he's just like, yes, I'm the fastest. And that's, it's just like, it's just playing back off against, <laughs> it's, it's just playing off against, uh, again. That impersonation kind of caught me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's what he sounds like. He says, yes, that's what he sounds like. No, um, he sounds pretty cool because they like do a little voice effect on him and all that. Um, but he just seemed like a remix of uh, Reverse Flash to me, and I, I just didn't really care as much as I did the first season. Um, but them kind of like they set they set, they were setting up different things in this uh, finale. They were setting up Crisis on Infinite Earths because that was basically like what Zoom was trying to do. Zoom was trying to collide all the Earths and destroy everything. Um, and then and then. Um, then uh when he's defeated well zoom is defeated because of um earlier in the season they established the time race that come and like try to fix the timeline um so so all this uh wonky time travel stuff is kind of like finally like caught up with zoom and the time rates come and take zoom away um, which I thought was a cool scene because you kind of see Zoom turning into the Black Flash. I didn't know what that was until I looked it up, but he's basically like the Grim Reaper of like the Speed Force. Um, so I, th- I think that's pretty cool. So we'll see him again as that um, character. Um, but I just didn't really care as much. But when that that like last minute was so good, him going back just because he's just so emotional because of everything that has happened and he just wants everything to be good so he saves his mother defeats uh reverse flash in the in the past and everything's reset we see we we actually see season one because in the end of season one barry uh goes back to that point um but uh a future version of flash tells him not to um stop it um so um in this we see uh season one barry come through to to stop it but 
our 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 season two finale Barry has already stopped it. Um, so when uh, season one Barry opens the door, we see him vanish. So that's just like, yeah, fuck. These two seasons haven't happened now. Um, oh. like everything's reset. So oh. yeah. <laughs> It's uh, so like your mind got blown. Yeah, no, I I love that ending. I and I thought that was great, and I'm really excited for season three. <laughs> so uh, I know they have it on Netflix. I want to know how many. I don't know how many seasons they have on there. But, um, I could. So you, they're at the end of season three, right? That was what you just launched. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's just season one's on Netflix right now. Um, yeah, you don't really need to watch the. The air, there's an episode of Arrow that kind of sets it up, but they really do the same thing on uh, the very first episode of Flash Show. You don't really need to okay. watch that. Gotcha. Yeah, man, I'm going to have to start watching it now. Yeah, no, it's very <laughs> good. Um, jumping off of that, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything else you want to say, but nope. going from DC, um, it's, it wasn't our show notes, but uh, looks, and I just kind of, I'm going the Flash route because mm-hmm. you have Jeff, Jeff Johns who did um, Flashpoint. Um, and his rebirth. Um, he is now creative director, I think, over the DC films. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll get some more better DC movies um, with him on board. Hopefully. But I mean, because so, their, their shows sound like they're knocking it out of the park on TV. They just yeah, gotta get no, that, the movies. Uh, except for Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some good things about Arrow. We watched see, a couple not, episodes. Okay, so Arrow. My my summation of Arrow is season one and two were very good. Um, well, season one kind of starts like uh, kind of iffy, but then it gets really good. Um, but then season two is it's great. Then season three is all right until like halfway through, and then it's just shit. And then um, <laughs> and then and then season four I stopped watching after the first couple of episodes, so I'm I haven't watched any of season four of Arrow really except the first couple of episodes because it's it's just it's it's dumb. It's dumb. Gotcha. Alright. Well good. I'm glad it <laughs> Flash turned out to have a good ending of season three and hopefully season four will be alright. Well it's, it's season three. Oh season yeah, three. Sorry. Season three coming up. Yeah. My whole my whole time schedule is messed up. Yep. <laughs> I thought today was Thursday earlier. <laughs> oh that overwatch <laughs> I know. Fuck <laughs> my brain man. <laughs> So, um, next week we'll talk about X-Men, um, if everyone sees it, of course. But, um, yeah, it's not getting great reviews. (laughs) No, not at all. It seems like their X-Men movies are kind of going downhill a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it's time to give it over to Disney. And I, yeah. (laughs) Um, and I don't know what it is. I just really haven't had the biggest desire to go and see it. Um, I just haven't. I mean, it's kind of gotten, like, really kind of crappy... Uh, press as far as like when they showed who like uh, what apocalypse was gonna look like and was like oh man it looks like shit yeah that looks bad. um and like the the <laughs> you had the uh it was the teaser at the end of um the last one and Days of Future Past um I think they they teased apocalypse yeah they did at the um, very end and then no one knew what it was <laughs> yeah uh, I think it, was, it all the whole lead up was kind of weird and, yeah it was weird. Uh, so well, I'm the the, whole, the the teaser at the end is not that great because it's not really connected to anything, and it's right. just like only people who know who Apocalypse is is gonna get it. Like, right. so when I went and saw Days of Futures, I saw it twice in theaters, Days of Futures Fest, and um, I didn't know about the end credit scene the first time, um, so but in the second time I did, and then people were getting up and leaving next to me, and I was just like, hey, there's a scene at the end. Um, 
if you want to watch it. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And um, and then, like, I kind of felt bad for making this person stay because, like, they were just like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> like you suck, kid. Yeah. Like, like no one got it. Like, because it's, it's really just kind of like you only get it if you know that, yeah, those are the four, four horsemen and all that. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is the the thing I had with DC, and the one of the reasons I think that Marvel really kind of kills it with these, the continuity with their stories is Marvel, the Marvel universe with D, with Disney has earned these plot lines and these character development and like these moments later on, because with these other like the Warner Brothers and um, was it Sony that owns um, Spider Man X Men Spider Man and Ghost Rider. Yeah, so like they no they, Marvel they, owns Ghost Rider again. They do. Mm-hmm. So they they want to bring they want to tell these stories in the comic books, but in the comic books those are the end of of long plot lines, and that you know the characters, and they've earned these these like characters and how they've grown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But with the movies, they're just like, oh man, we remember this comic book was really popular back in the eighties or the nineties. Let's tell that that one story, and it's like a one off, yeah. but nobody knows who these characters are. And so they haven't earned any of the, the 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 emotional like plot points that lead up to that. Right. And so while they're like, we want to tell a cool story, that's not kind of how people, the readers of the comic books, kind of were introduced to it. Like they had a gradual increase, whereas now it's like like you know, here's your story. Yeah. Um, enjoy it, please. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Marvel, the, the the cinematic universe, has done that like the comic books have, and that's kind of where they are with continuity and new people coming in is kind of an issue, but. If you watch from the beginning, they've earned these plot lines and mm-hmm. to tell these stories, like Civil War and stuff. That's, that's what, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's why Civil War works, you right. know, because we've we've built up these like characters and we we feel for them. So right, and yeah, the the X Men have stumbled since the first one hit of trying to make good storytelling and mm-hmm. you know writing on the coattails of uh Hugh Jackman and yeah. his <laughs> Wolverine characters. Oh, so. you you want to you want to know more about uh Xavier and uh, Magneto? Nah, let's go Wolverine. Yeah, fucking claws, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, why I was I, th- I want to see how he's used in this movie cuz Yeah. That's why I mean that's what I was telling Brian. I don't I can't remember if we talked it on the show before about it, but I was telling Brian in the pre-show that as soon as like we saw Wolverine at the end of that one, I was just kind of like, yeah. That's why why is yeah. he in this one too? He's, um, he's like their insurance policy. Like if the movie sucks, at least there's Wolverine. Yeah, he's no, I cool. That's why I think uh I really liked First Class cuz I mean it was just Xavier and um Magneto. Magneto. I couldn't I lost it. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah. They did have Wolverine, but he had like really short line. It was funny, and then yeah, move it was just on. really quick. Move on. Yeah. Yep. So, so we will see our thoughts next week. Hopefully, if we all see it, um, and then Warcraft is coming out soon. Also mixed um, reviews. Yeah, also mixed reviews. Uh, but I think we're hearing that fans are <laughs> more so into it than the critics are. But that we that was kind of like the same thing that was going on with Batman vs Superman. Superman. Yeah. Movie, which I'm, is, really, I'm really interested to see uh, hear you guys two outtakes from Warcraft movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to hear yours, Brian, because you you haven't I played mean, Warcraft, right? Nothing about it, but I'm okay. really interested. I want to go see it, you know, with, a, with yeah. an open mind, of course. But yeah, yeah. and <laughs> what I've been hearing, you know, as far as um, is that they really took they seem to uh, from the initial reviews is that they don't have a lot of the like the Warcraft humor that's in there. Like they kind of pulled a lot of it back. 
really? kind of make maybe more of a serious movie. And that's not the Warcraft itself is just like a lot of tropes retold as yeah. far as like story elements. But it's the humor that really makes the story. I mean, obviously there's there's serious points, but they have the kind of their own internal humor. I mean, you have Pandaren, and mm-hmm. you know that was started as a April Fool's joke, and they turned into a fully usable class, and I mean not class, but a race yeah. in the game. So I mean, they have this humor, which I, I'm really kind of sad to hear that they've kind of taken it out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe trying to be too gritty and dark, like um, you know the Dark Knight and Batman v Superman. <laughs> So I hope I'll enjoy it because it'll probably have a lot of fan service. But it's kind of sad that they kind of went too safe, or that what they thought was too safe, instead of stuck to their guns like like Marvel has. You know, they kind of embraced the humor and the ridiculousness of their story. Yep. I just I hope it gets a sequel because I want an Arthas movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want a culling of Stratholme. That's all I want. <laughs> yep. No, but yeah, I'm excited for that still. But yeah, it's not getting the greatest of reviews. But what can you do? Go see it. Yeah, <laughs> go see it. Form your own opinion. Come here and argue about it. Yep. Yeah. That's what we will do. Um. So yeah, we'll next take... week we'll talk about X Men and Game of Thrones, all that good stuff. And then we'll talk about Warcraft. And the week after, I think, is when that comes out. Um. Because I think yes. that comes out on the ninth, Thursday night. I think yeah. so. Bring all your right. doom hammer. Alrighty, guys. Fun episode. Um, yeah. um, glad to have uh, Brian back this week. Yeah. Feels good to be back. Yeah, man. Alright, so uh, if you're listening on iTunes or anything like that and you want to watch the video uh, version of the podcast, you can go to bit.ly slash spoiler talk podcast. There you will find my YouTube channel with all of the videos of all of the episodes on there. Um, if you are watching on YouTube and would like to listen to the audio version of the podcast on iTunes, you can go to bit.ly slash spoiler talk iTunes. Um, we do have a Libsyn page and all that, but, um, all that's, uh, on the links on my YouTube page if you're already there. Um, alright guys, this was fun. We'll, We'll be back next week. Yes. Bye y'all.